This is Carmel Baron. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Second time is the charm. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. Not sure about down there, but up here it has been quite a gloomy day. But don't let that go too far because it is Thanksgiving week, folks. It's going to be a little different this year because we are dialed back, Minnesota. But hopefully you still get to stuff your face with some stuffing. I know I'm looking forward to that. And on such a happy week, let's take a sec to be happy, huh? Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh We did it! All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hey to the folks, eh? Hey, folks. HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the most convenient places to interact with us, uh, especially that anchor one. We love getting your voicemails. We are still on our journey to 100 subs, though. We have taken a bit of a rest here. We're still at 28 out of 100. If you could be a friend and tell a friend to help, them, help us get that custom URL, that'd be great, because um, I know everyone who's right here right now doesn't think it's a big deal, but... It's also not a big deal once we get to 100, but I'll feel better about myself because it'll be cool. Um, segment start times are down in the description below for you audio listeners at least. Uh, at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram is the artist responsible for all the beautiful art you see when you're looking us up on Spotify and the background of the the uh, whatever the stream here and all that. So at Levi Oki Illustration for that beautiful Mexican man. Josh, how are we doing today? Good. That was a uh, rather large mouthful of uh, fruit snacks. How large? And what brand of fruit snacks? This is very important. Uh, it's Market Pantry. Market Pantry. Okay. That's not the worst brand, but everyone knows if you're not getting that Welch's blue box, blue pack, yeah. you are a chump. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware, but when they sell them 64 pouches at a time. That is quite the steal, not going to lie. <laughs> So what you t- what you typing over there, boss? Memoir. <laughs> memoir already at twenty nine, huh? What's uh, what's your memoir about? Um, well, it's it's not my memoir. You're writing someone else's memoirs. Okay, whose memoirs are, are they? Uh, nobody's now. I killed them. You killed the memoir, or you killed the person you're writing the memoir for? Both. Well, what are your Thanksgiving plans this year, Josh? It's going to be a little different, I imagine. Not, yeah, not a whole lot. Probably just uh, chillaxing, maxing. Might watch that uh, Fresh Prince documentary thing that you mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's a, um, it's a less of a doc uh, documentary. It's a like a, just a little reunion special, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I meant. Um, watching some football, eating. What are you up to? Are you going to someone else's houses? Governor's order says you can't leave uh, going to anyone else's household. Are you going to break the rules, Josh? Should I call the cops right now? Uh, probably not, actually, to be honest. Oh, staying um, home, you and the missus? 
Yep. We usually have our own Thanksgiving, but uh, Bob and Marie, the in-laws, are making us some dinner. We're going to go pick some up, so we'll have two Thanksgiving still. <gasps> nice. Divorced parents. Or no, you're married. Well, also in divorced parents. Why can't you have three Thanksgivings, Josh? Usually my mom goes over to Bob and Marie's as well, and I'm not going to drive down to Mississippi just to get Thanksgiving food. You're not very dedicated, pal. Mississippi would probably wow. have the best of the three Thanksgiving foods also. That's very possible. Josh, you seem very conversational today. You want to talk about it? Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I should be focused now. I've got everything that I need to get. Um, I was working on some stuff for the website. Uh, couldn't get it figured out at the last minute, which is why I was late to join the meeting. Um, how are you, Gar? Let's go. Fantasy zone. Well, are you sad that the Turkey Bowl is canceled? Big event that we've both participated in these past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, we could see it coming. Writing was on the walls all year. Um, it, it, I mean, it goes to show that we are a little bit more professional of an organization than the NFL because we understand the risk that COVID puts us at. So um, it's just something that I'm happy the commissioner stepped up and kept our well-being at, at it at his best interest or his short circuit beep up um our our well-being was our, was in his mind so gotcha all right cool uh yeah so i don't know what other point of the podcast i'd be able to shout this out so i'll just do it now there's a, i don't know if you noticed it josh i think you were playing zombies instead of watching football but last night in the monday night football game rare cool moments <laughs> in nfl history all black refs last night so i don't know i just thought that was cool so I just wanted to shout yeah, that out I watched, on the pod. I watched the second half. So I did notice that, and that is pretty cool. Um, I watched that entire second half. Ronald Jones needed to get me 1.3 yards in that second half. Did or he? 10 point, 10, 13 yards, 1.3 points. He did not. Ooh, hate to see it. We'll get into that later, so, though, Josh. Yeah. All right, you already tried to get us into the Fantasy Zone. Let's get us into the Fantasy Zone now. You already popped something during the countdown, but what are we sponsored by tonight, Josh? Uh, generic Market Pantry mixed flavored fruit snacks and a lime bubbler. Nice. I got the old Southern style Arnie Palmer. Um, Josh, if you were to, to, so just to kind of test the waters just slightly, because we said next year we're going to try and get people to pay us to do this thing, and only our listeners, not like actual companies or whatever, but just to test the waters, if you were to ask the audience for like a very small Christmas gift, like a snack or a drink or something, what would you ask for someone in the audience to provide for you just to see if they'd be willing to pay us or not? Um, I guess I don't know. Um, rum? Rum? Specific brand? A specific flavor? I don't know. I don't, I don't need their, I don't need their charity. Um, if they want to participate and be a part of the $2 holla, then yeah, sure. I'm all for it. Well, that's not until next year. We decided so, well, I guess I thought Josh was going to say something for sure. I was going to say if anyone, if anyone can track down for me, the, the peach Arnold Palmer, and just gives me one can for Christmas. That'll that'll make me know you're dedicated to the pot. So, there's my selfish plug. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Zone. We got the raffle going on. Leave us your voicemails. Get an entry to win fifty bucks. As of right now, we only got four voicemails tonight. So I don't know. People are slacking. It's the kind of the dedicated core four, if you will. So I mean, we're uh, I guess people don't want more chances to win fifty bucks. I don't get it. But hey, their loss, not mine. Well, I guess it is my loss as well. 
We got an email this week, Josh. Are you prepared to read such an email? I am not. I'm, I'm still doing my fave five. I will read the email then. It is from yep. the carrier of this segment, the Brian Canup. Subject line, Nav17. Hi, guys. This week's show was a middle of the packer. Not great, not bad. A year ago, this would have been a great show. That's how much the show has improved. Josh, two-minute drill. Can you repeat the part about the thing? What the hell was that? Very confused I am. The fan interaction continues to be great. Super impressed with the Fave 5 Rockless. Well, almost everyone's. Josh slash Bradley. Not sure if he's saying he loves or hates yours, but love the grum. Brian, stay home. Wear a mask. Wow, Brian out there preaching. I almost feel like that was a Governor Wall speech right there, kind of. Telling us, we're, you know, we're not great. Could be better, but we're doing okay. We've come a long way. And uh, wear a fucking mask. Pretty simple message. Um, but yeah, Josh, do you do you feel like this podcast this year is so much better than last year? Because Brian sure seems to think so, and I just don't know. To me, it's all about the same. It all blends together. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's about the same. I think the chemistry from last year was better because we were in person, so we were able to tell when each other was talking. But there's a little bit of a video delay here, so we have some, we have more moments of talking over one another, but. Um, all in all, I think the content is better just because we aren't sitting here and going through scores and top players of the week and Brian doesn't have to listen to us talk about the NFC North for 20 minutes. Uh, could you imagine um, if a podcast did that? Ugh. Right? Oh my God. If you broke down your matchups, it's just it's just one way to deter listeners, I feel. <laughs> do you feel? Do you really feel that way? How strongly do you feel that way? I'm um, strong enough that if someone were to break down matchups for a league that I was in, I probably wouldn't even listen. Aw, Josh. But what if they what if that hurts their feelings to hear you say such a thing? I don't care. I'll break more <laughs> than just their feelings if they want. All right. Well that was the entirety of the Fantasy Zone. Thank you, Brian, so much for the email. No voicemail questions, no YouTube comments this week, which is just as well, because we got uh, we got some fan interaction down in the fan or in the Fave Five, which is where we love to see it. Moving on to the two minute drill, Josh. So and it, and like uh so we try and work a lot of bits into the show, right? Some subtle, some not so subtle. And I feel like anyone who's been listening to the show to this point knows that the two-minute drill, like you kind of struggling with it, is less of a bit and more of just like some sort of odd conundrum because you're usually such a smart, creative guy. But talking just for 60 seconds seems to have eluded you, the, the talent to do so. Do you feel like you've brought your A-game tonight? Absolutely not. What what is it What's about so the two minute drill? I know I've asked you this before, but like maybe you've reflected on it more since. Yeah, you know I don't I don't know, but now that you ask me, it's 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 a lot of. Do you remember when you were a kid and you sure. had passing time in like middle school, which was like five minutes or something ridiculously yeah. small, and you had a class on the opposite end of the building, sure, and and you had to go pee. Oof, well, yeah, you had to go get your books. You had to go get your books, and then let's just say you know your locker it sticks, so you don't always get it right, the combination correct, and you know that there's like a minute left till class, but you still got to pee, and then you get you just kind of feel your stomach tightening and that anxiety. It's that timing. It's you know I have sixty seconds to do a bunch of different things, and I don't know which way to go. So you know that's just kind of how my two minute drill goes. That's a pretty good breakdown. That was good, good self-reflection there, Josh. You could be your own therapist, I think. That was, that was pretty darn good. 
So that psychology wow. degree, you know, paying its dividends, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. All right, little tip on the locker, by the way. I know you're never going to be in high school again, but you always got to pre-do the first two, and then so you're ready for that third one when you get when you're you know during passing time. You just got to hit that third one, get in, and not you know pre-do the first two on the old locker there. Yep, I actually uh, one one of the years I think it was my sophomore year of high school. Um, I actually managed to get a locker where I, all I had to do was lift up and it opened every time. <laughs> really? That seems so, like a, a security risk. Uh, nobody's going to steal much from me. Did you have, have anything? Much to steal. I was going to say, did you have anything worth stealing? I guess not. All right, let's uh, let's keep her going because we've got a bigger Hidden Oaks highlights tonight. It's fucking playoff season, Josh. I will go first. You will go second. But before we do any of that, we've got to get to uh, Brian's favorite sounder of the show. Brought to you by Audio Al for free. Just kind of gave it to us. So, Al, if you want to give us more free stuff, do it. All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. 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 A lot of pressure. And here we go. Rivers, my boy. Boy, howdy, god dang it, shoot. What a good old boy way to slay them Packers on Sunday afternoon, P Rip. I sure do appreciate you. I uh, probably should turn the music down a bit, though, but I think my energy matched it in the beginning to come over it. But, boy, Josh, I tell you that P Rip, he looked good out there. I could go the whole 60 seconds just talking about how P Rip was slicing and dicing that pack. I mean, did you see? All right. Uh, Raiders are going to be in the playoffs. Make my words. They played the Chiefs real hard the first time and won. They played them real hard the second time and lost. Obviously, they won't take the West. That's not realistic. But Raiders will be in the playoffs. Also, can we stop talking about Kirk Cousins in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes? There's like five great quarterbacks in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is never going to be one of them. Compare him to someone in his league. I'm sick of hearing about how Kirk Cousins is a great. He was never going to be great. All right, Gar. I know you and your boy, Phil Rivers, got a good laugh out of it, but it wasn't necessarily like we were playing the Cowboys. I mean, we lost to a 6-3 and three playoff team in the lead of their division in overtime because of turnovers. And I'm not just saying it's that last one that happened because that could have happened to anybody. Um, the guy made a great play on defense, but we had a fumble kickoff. We had an interception and, you know, it just that's what loses games now philip rivers he may have looked good but he wasn't great he was no rogers out there i'm a hundred percent confident in my ability to rush for a hundred yards against a mike petton defense and i just want to know gar what's worse for minnesota losing to dallas at home or losing to mccarthy and a ginger because the red rifle he sliced and diced you want to talk about Mahomes and a quarterback in the same breath? Let's talk about Mr. Red Rocket or whatever his lipstick name is. <laughs> oh, Josh, I'm not going to lie. That hurt my feelings a bit. And as is the uh, tradition of the two-minute drill, I won't respond. But I don't like some of the things you said there. I'll wake my finger at you. All right, Josh, you're first the second time. You ready? Yep. So, Gar and I already alluded to the fact that it's Thanksgiving week. So, it's going to have some good games. 
none of them happening on Thanksgiving, unfortunately, unless you like to see sick people playing against the Steelers because right now there are 10 positive tests for the Ravens. But you know what's going to happen? Much like most weeks in the NFL, they're going to test negative right before the game so they can play only to have 70% of that team test positive, ruining the Steelers next week and causing a conundrum for the NFL. I'm also enjoying, going to enjoy watching Matt Patricia get fired on camera while eating a turkey dinner for six by himself on the sidelines. Because we all know it's coming. He ain't going to last much longer in Detroit. Also, Colts versus Titans. Colts versus Titans is going to be lit city. Hombre. How much time do I have? You nailed it. Not bad. All right, folks. Josh already talked about it, but I got to mention it too. Thanksgiving, one of the greatest days of football traditionally in the entire history of forever and ever. Amen. So we got four bad teams playing each other early, but because they're bad teams playing bad teams, it should make it entertaining. I believe it's the football team and the Cowboys, the Lions and the Texans. That should be fun to watch just based on how bad both teams are. The games should be entertaining. And then we got, like Josh mentioned, the vitals of the Ravens getting checked while they get slaughtered by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens are dead. Lamar Jackson is no more. Teddy Clue, Teddy Clue... Teddy Two Gloves also comes to town to show us who was boss, the one that got away. Lastly, will the Pack lose to the Bears? I said last week the worst 7-2 team in history. Now are they the worst 7-3 team in history? Will undefeated Trubisky come out of retirement to slay the Pack yet again? Let's find out. All right, Josh, it's the fantasy fun time, pal. What do you got? I gotta try and be new every time. I think that was the uh, I, I think that was the demon of the playoffs coming out. Because as as we always start, uh, let's get into the grain of salt, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I had another down week, four and two. I quit. Two losses, Josh. You fucking stink. As dude. as I alluded to in 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 my uh, little bit of a, a bitch fest about Ronald Jones, um, I lost by point eight points in the Victoria Secret League because oh. that dum dum could only get five yards in the second half. Um, but you know, eight and three still in first in that league. Um, it's possible I finished first seed. It's possible I finished fourth seed. So who knows there. But I did win in the redraft, and I kept my undefeated streak alive in the Dynasty League. So first seed in both those leagues, and that ain't going nowhere. Suck it, nerds. Josh, you lose two games, and you get all hostile. Maybe take a breath, pal. Some of us have lost a lot of games this year, okay? Speaking of... Going going on to the... uh, Sorry, my overall, it's 51 and 15 on the year for a 77% win percentage. Um yeah, and I didn't do the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated um, intellectual property last week, so I'm not going to do it now because it wouldn't be updated stats. Well, Josh, I appreciate your integrity there, not giving the folks some inflated stats, even though you are still having a dominant fantasy season. 
Uh, I did better than Josh last week. I went four and one. Didn't have two losses because I don't suck. Uh, but I went four and one last week. Uh, that brings me to a raw thirty and twenty-five on the year. That's just over fifty percent, fifty-four point five five percent. And then using the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am three oh eight and three nineteen overall uh, against all the teams in all my leagues all year. So that's less than fifty percent, forty-nine point one two to be specific. Uh, the league I have my second best record in i'm seven and four but if i were to play everyone every week i'd be 37 and 62 so that team is about to get destroyed in the playoffs i'll probably make the playoffs in two other leagues and i don't think i'll get anywhere near any championship games let alone a championship trophy so i don't want to do myself just yet josh but uh it's a lost season for Gara. I've been saying it the whole time, but she stinks. She stinks. Not gonna, not gonna sugarcoat that. It hurts. It hurts not being good. At, not being the best. Uh, Don't worry. If I make the playoffs in five of my leagues, because the guillotine league is one of those, you know, I'm just waiting for that to implode. Um, if I make the playoffs in all five leagues, I'm guaranteed to get ousted the first game I play. If I have a buy, it'll be you know after the buy. If it's uh, first week wild card round, I'm going to lose there. So I'm right there with you. Why is it guaranteed? I can't wait because because the oceans need more salt, <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm here to deliver. Okay. Well, yeah, Brad's been taking it out all these years, so someone's got to go put it back. That's what you're telling me. Yep. All right, Josh. Um, did you have any great values last week in the FanDuel podcast play along challenge? I feel like it did, but I wouldn't know because I don't have it pulled up right now. Um, I know Nikita had like three of them. Well, did you have Deshaun Watson on your team who put up 31.36 points? Quarterback for the Texans? Uh, no, I had PJ Walker or whatever the guy's name was. Did you have Adam Thielen, 28.3 points, wide receiver, Minnesota? Uh, no, I had someone not named Adam COVID Thielen. Uh, he for, first of all, he's not tested positive. He's just on the list, just like Hammer was last week, and then Hammer was off the list and played the game. So let's show a little respect. What about Justin Herbert? Twenty-seven point seven four points. Um, quarterback, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Was he on your team? Not in, uh, not in FanDuel. What about Keenan Allen, wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers as well? Twenty-six point five or Jared Goff, twenty-five point oh four points, quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Nope, nope, none of those made my team. Well, those were the top five performers last week. What about some of these top values, Josh? Uh, a lot of people played them. I'm going to guess you did. Taysom Hill in the tight end spot, the Cheaters, 5.4 4 times value quarterback slash tight end, I guess, for the New Orleans Saints. I did have him. Did you feel greasy playing him? Knowing yes. he's a starting quarterback and he's in your tight end slot. Yes. Have I'm you not know- ashamed to admit it. It's not like I did it in a league. I did it in FanDuel. Jack. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, Carolina Panthers defense, 4.9 times value. Uh, Damien, I want to say that's his first name. Damien Bird, 4.4 times value. Cleveland Browns defense, 4.3 times value. And Deshaun Watson, uh, top form last week. Uh, quarterback Houston Texans 4.1 times value so the defense heavy week this week of the I know I only listed two but of the top six there was three defenses so a lot of valuable defenses this week yeah Nikita's probably gonna give me one of those you know those knowing looks that all husbands get from time to time when they're in trouble Um, but she finished third and she has the Chargers defense who did reasonable got nine um, but she had 
20, she had the Cleveland Browns defense in and we were listening to the radio and I, and they brought up Garrett being out and I was like, Ugh. they're ranked last in a lot of categories without Garrett. So I'm going to take them out when I get home. And she listened to me, but so I mean, you're, she had you're sabotaging your wife is what I'm hearing you say. Not very effectively. She had <laughs> Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen and Taysom Hill, as well as Deontay Johnson. And so, yeah. Well, you're trying your best, Josh, but I don't know if anyone's paying you off, but Nikita is running away with this thing at this point. We said that about Jack early, but Nikita has been there since day one. First place, 13 or 13. 1,394 points in second place is still Aaron with 1,370. And then Mr. Jalters somehow in the third, no one cares. But then Jesse still retains his fourth spot, 1,342. I don't, is, Jesse is juicing, right? Jesse's cheating. Someone's doing something to put Jesse in the fourth because he doesn't even know what football is. Wait, what are you looking at? The total score standings? Which one is Jesse? Oh, never mind. Never mind. I see what you're doing there. Yep. No, no one cares about Jesse. I mean, but he is six points away from the Joker who's in third right now. And he is only, how many points is that? Only 52 points behind your wife in first. Yeah, well, how's Carson Wentz been doing, I guess? That's kind of... <laughs> Do you think he plays Carson Wentz every single week? I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. He is a grease monster. All right, Josh. This is the worst idea we've ever had. Can we just abandon the league and pocket the money? <laughs> we've we've considered it. We've talked about it. it. Depends who wins. If your wife wins, I think I could get away with just saying it got lost in the mail or something, and you could just talk her off the ledge. Yeah, no, Venmo isn't real. That's right. It's not real. Uh, all right, Josh. Who did you like last week, and how'd they do in the FanDuel challenge? Um, I liked players. Um, I liked at quarterback, I had Big Ben at Jacks. He put it up 17.68, so not necessarily the best. He wasn't one of those value players. Um, I had Salvin Ahmed um, at Denver. He put up 10. Um, once again, pro- he probably didn't cost a lot, and he did better than some running backs, but not uh, the best performance. And then Jacoby Myers at Houston. He only put up five, so you don't just say Jacoby? Yeah. The Yak? Don't hold back no more. Uh, anyways, I like... How'd you do, Gar? Well, fuck off, Josh. I like Jameis last week. Early before it came out that Taysom Hill was the starter, but I'm not going to go change my list because I'm not Josh. I'm not going to revise history here. But Jameis did not put up a single fantasy point, unfortunately. Uh, I liked Antonio Gibson, though, running back for the Washington football team. He put up 16.9 points. Dude's, dude's coming out. Um, so make sure he's on your fantasy teams next year. And I like Justin Jefferson versus Dallas. Did not have the night that Adam Thielen had, but Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, put up 16.1 points, a respectable showing. And uh, looks like my two players might have beaten your three. So maybe maybe just chill chill down there, pal, for just a second. Uh, this, I didn't do anything. Well, it's, it's your thoughts. I can hear them from here, and I don't like how negative they are towards the Vikings. Yeah, you're right. All right, Josh. This week, though, I like Michael Pittman, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts versus Tennessee. Uh, Michael Pittman has been the number two here. He got hurt midseason, but now he's back. He ran a long one in against the Packers, and the Tennessee Titans somehow have a worse defense. So the number two receiver out of Indianapolis, I like him this week. Michael Pittman, put him in your lineup. I'm taking Kirk this week versus Carolina. Kirk has been playing pretty good fantasy-wise, at least, if uh, even if he's not winning Minnesota Vikings games like you 
expect him to like he's an elite quarterback that he's not but I like Kirk versus Carolina this week uh, I'm guessing that might be a bit of a shootout type game and then uh, Josh as I'm stealing your pick from last week Salvin Ahmed uh, he got banged up otherwise he definitely would have had more than 10 points this week they're playing the Jets who just lost their only running back uh, who was younger than 36 points. So Selvin Ahmed, running back Miami Dolphins, I want him as well in my lineup against the Jets. Josh, who do you like this week? Um, I have Cam Newton versus Arizona. So I do think that um, Cam, with his ability to run, he's going to have some opportunities to put up points that way. Um, I kind of went with more like middle-of-the-pack pricing, so not necessarily expensive, not necessarily budget bunch. Um and so him at Arizona, but then I also have a matched up with the mere bird versus Arizona at wide receiver. Um, they play for new England, Brian. Um, and Demir had a big game last week thinking that he can continue because he's had a couple of big ones this week or this year. Um, and then I have cream hunt at Jacksonville. So I think that, uh, with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, they like to have a little bit more of a split. I think that he's going to have a good game against a poor run defense. Josh, do you so you've got both Cam and Bird listed there. Do you find you stack a lot in the FanDuel challenge, like a quarterback and receiver? Is that something you don't do very often? I'm just curious. I don't, but I had Michael Pittman in mind, and since you had put him in and I saw the notes, I just added someone else. Oh, gotcha. Do you know if your wife stacks? Because, again, she's killing this thing. You mentioned she had Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. Is stacking the strategy? I know FanDuel, they put out like a little guide if anyone read at the beginning of the year. They recommend stacking just because it's more of a boom or bust type situation. Do you think stacking is the way to go if you're trying to make a late push here? Um, Maybe. I've never been good at it. I, I grew up without a lot of like Lincoln Logs and Legos, so um, stacking's never been my strong suit. Oh, smashing though. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Just going to leave that open ended, huh? <laughs> Okay, let's, let's keep going. Tonight's going to be the first of a series of beefy Hidden Oaks highlights, Josh, and that's because it is playoff season, and let's just sit there for two seconds while I type this down and then hit this button oh, way over here. Where's my mouse? There we go. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes, Jim Mora, we are talking about playoffs. But before we get too deep into it, Josh, side bet last week. What was it? Who won it? Uh, it was catching more than COVID. Wide receiver one and two with the most receiving yards. Hammer coming in with the Monday night game thanks to Cooper Cup. 230 total yards. Um, coming in second was myself with 208. And the third was Jeremy with 204. Sounds Something about right. That? Yep. I um, came in fourth yeah, with hammered. 187 in this scam scheme you got running here. Yeah, no, it's an upside down pyramid scheme. Um, and so side bet 12, look at these TDs, most combined offensive touchdowns. So it's like a defense. So if a defense like Green Bay scores a touchdown, that's considered offensive because I'm offended by how bad that defense is. <laughs> right, but most combined offensive touchdowns, that's how we'll do it. Since this is one, I think that's most likely to tie out of all the other ones. This one, the tiebreaker will be, what do you think, fantasy points? Or what do you think is a good yes. tiebreaker for TD? Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to say yards, but I... <laughs> That's you you adding all that up, pal? Because I sure ain't. No, my calculator's broken. <laughs> all right, those were the side bets in this scam that I've never won one. But, Josh, um, 
Once we get into the playoff times around here in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, specifically on the Hood Pod, I like to go with a little bit. It's a bit we've been doing here for a while. This sound should uh, get you in the zone for it. While our playoffs are a bracket and not a battle royale like the Hunger Games, um, we still like to treat it as such, and it's fun when people fall off the uh, the game. We uh, we honor them in a certain way, and we'll be doing that a little bit tonight and then going forward as people lose their playoff matches. But it is time for our Hunger Games in the lead-up to the Hidden Oaks Mega Bowl. Josh, um, I know you like to do your fancy computer learning bullshit, but to quick first talk about the Dynasty League, I went with the, what I call it here, um, the Garlic Danger Johnson LLC Truthiness Model. Um, so this is what I use to determine the projected playoffs in our Dynasty League, the Hidden Oaks Dynasty League, by the way, just in case that's not clear. And so i got to pull up that sheet here because um, I didn't have it pulled up. But right now, Josh, you were undefeated in that league through 11 weeks. Pretty incredible feat, TBH, 11-0. Um, Jalen's 8-3, Derek 7-4, Jesse somehow 6-5, Connor 6-5, Aids had himself, T 5-6, Kevin 5-6, Brad 4-7, Nate 2-9, and, and I am 1-10. Let it be known I'm intentionally tanking for anyone who cares. Um, but Josh, so do you? So I put this in the same spread or in the same workbook that uh, we all have. Do you have it pulled up by chance? Just so oh, I don't talk for. A super I was looking long time for it, and I was looking for it, and just noticed it was right next to the one that I was already. <laughs> I, put, I conveniently located it just for you, Josh. So you couldn't get lost, but so you can you can see there the wins and the losses that I just listed out. I got the points for as well, and just did the average to make some math easier. But final two matchups here, so people on the bubble. We got Jalen playing Kevin and T. Derek's playing Jesse and Josh. Jesse's playing Derek and Connor. Um, Connor's playing Nate and Jesse. And T's playing Brad and Jalen. Those are kind of all the people locked into the or that are looking towards the playoff picture here because six teams go to the playoffs. Josh, you're locked in at first. I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're going to finish 12 and one because I'm going to mop the floor with you this week. You're, you're going down. All right. So the guy who's tanking is going to attempt to beat me and potentially lose his last place. There's no... Ch- okay, look, I have 810 points for Nate has 1,063. Oh, Even if we have the same record, I'm not, yep. I'm not losing the points first. Four. Yeah, easy, pal. I thought um, maybe it would be head-to-head. I believe oh, I've also... You, yeah. I've lost to Nate um, also. So, yeah, so I think you're going to finish 12-1. and one. I'm thinking Jalen will finish 9-4. and four. I have him beating Kevin but losing to T, so I think Jalen's going to squeak out that second first-round bye. Not because his team's the best, but just because he has more wins, and I think that wins number will be what catapults him um, to that next level there. Derek, I have him beating Jesse but losing to you, so Derek goes 8-5, and five, although I think the Jesse game will be close because Jesse does have a good team this year somehow, some way. Jesse, who's currently in fourth place, I think he's losing to both Derek and Connor. Unfortunately for Jesse, he has the toughest road into the playoffs here with these last two matchups. I think they're both going to be close. Uh, I think Jesse could win either or both, but right now I'm projecting Jesse to lose both. Just kind of looking at the lineups available. I think Jesse will ultimately perish in those two matchups. Connor, um, he is playing Nate and Jesse, so easy win against Nate in theory unless his lineup is fully healthy and fully set. Um, and then, that, like I said, that Jesse one I think will be close, but I have Connor winning both his last two and finishing 8-5. and five. T finishing 7-6, and six, the, last, the easiest last two games in my opinion. So he will finish 7-6. and six. Um, And then Kevin uh, will finish 6-7. and seven. I'm losing to Jalen. Um, 
So with that, Josh, I have you and Jalen taking the first two buy or the first buy, the top two buys. Like I said, Connor's in third, Derek's in fourth, T's in fifth, and Jesse will finish sixth. But he will be the bottom playoff team. Um, the standings will be interesting here. This is just an uneducated guess. Now, the standings matter a lot though now because of the reseeding. So we're doing the top seed will always play the bottom seed like real NFL style. We're not just going to stick on our sides of the bracket. So being second or third here is key because Josh is the buzzsaw that is destroying this entire league and if you're second you're obviously not going to play josh at least until the the championship because you'd have to win your games and you're the second seed so you're not playing josh if you're the third seed you're either going to lose to the sixth seed in which case you have the playoffs or you're going to win and play um the next highest seed which isn't josh or the yeah the next highest seed which isn't josh because josh is the highest seed so being sixth or fifth here would be brutal um because if you win you're automatically paying josh and if you're fourth and you beat the or if, uh, lost my train of thought. But anyways, you want to be the second or the third seed so you can avoid Josh. That's the gist of it. Because I literally just had a stroke, I think. Uh, but yeah, Josh, that's pretty much everything I wrote down about the Dynasty League. I know I didn't let you talk much, so I'm going to let you talk a lot about kind of what you got going on here. Because it looks like you actually lose like numbers and statistics and like uh, some sort of computer program like a nerd. Didn't go with the truthiness model, the thing that's gotten this podcast this far. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the redraft playoffs and all that jazz. Well, Gar, um, just to comment on what you had said about the truthiness model getting us this far, it may have done that, but I ran the numbers that um, confirmed it. So um, it's a combination of both. I do appreciate your nice words in Dynasty, but we all know that I can't get anything higher than third. So it's 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 kind of a given that I will be if I get if I get the buy or when I get the buy, I'm gonna sit there and watch all of my starters get injured week. 14 and then week 15 I have to trudge out somebody like uh Taysom Hill at quarterback that's definitely possible but so again you said you plug this into some sort of p- computer program somewhere tell us so before we even talk about what the numbers are and what the this is projecting for our redraft league where do these numbers come from um so it's a Monte Carlo simulation so it ran our se- season scores uh, through simulations 10,000 times and came up with potential outcomes for our regular season remaining matchups. Okay, just and pause so, right there for just a second. Okay. Nerd. You're nerd. a fucking nerd. nerd. You're a fucking nerd. And nerd. no one likes you. <laughs> no one likes you. Sorry, I just found that sound by today and I really wanted to play it, so I had to get you to Thank talk you. about that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, we have seven playoff teams, so only one bye, which makes me pretty happy with the uh, outcome that it came up with, with me and the number one seed. Um, I was going to add the points four on this, but I believe off the top of my head, I'm up on Brian by 200 or so. Sure. Uh, um, and the, But then it gets interesting because Brian, so me, Brian, Garrett, and Brad are all but essentially locked in at playoffs. There is a very, very, very minute chance that Brian, Garrett, and Brad miss. Um, there's a 10% chance that Jeremy misses, the newbie to the league. Um, Willie 
has 70% chance to make it. Nikita has fallen off and her points four is probably a reason why she is at a 53% chance. Derek, 53% chance. Hammer, 25%. So unlikely for a repeat here. Um, Eric, 7%. And then we've got Garlic, Jamie, Jesse, and T out of the playoffs. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, we are not eliminated. I am very calm. We are going to methodically come back and win this thing. Yeah, Josh, don't, again, with the fucking numbers here, pal, okay? So sorry, but you were saying something, but I had to cut you off. Yeah, I just said, but you guys do have the possibility of playing spoiler for some of the teams that are in the or are on the fence for the playoffs. Spoiler, you say? Go on. So, like I said, Garrett and Brian both have a very, very, very small chance to miss the playoffs. But if you beat Garrett, that is the first step in him missing the playoffs. Okay. that would also require T to beat Garrett the next week. So I'm not thinking it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. Um, Other spoiler teams include myself playing Willie and Derek are both on the fence. Hammer, um, who plays Jamie and Eric. Jamie, who plays Hammer and Jeremy. T, who plays Nikita and Garrett. Now, if T wins out, he's just coat him in, I mean, he's coated in grease. Um, and then Eric could also play spoiler to Derek and hammer. So a lot of implications here. Um, I'd, I'd probably do this again next week because it'll give us a little bit more accurate picture as far as points, because points do play a big role in this, but I can with 100% truthiness say that it comes down to the magic number of seven. There are a lot of teams at five wins, a lot of teams at six wins. Seven wins is what you want to get in, and you want to get there by scoring a bajillion points because it's the tie break. Seed six through nine are most likely going to be based on um, points four. Damn. Okay, so, I mean... We you didn't gloss over it because we were just going through a lot of numbers here, but so you're pre- pretty much according to the statistical model. And by the way, this model says that I have a 1.52 percent chance of finishing at ninth, and I'm in ninth place right now. So let's just take a minute to think about that, Mister Monte Carlo. But so like it sounds like the top six seeds are locked in according to this uh, this model here because Willie has a 70 percent chance to make the playoffs, and Akita, the seventh spot right now, the last playoff team, she only has a 53.73 percent chance of making the playoffs. And Derek has a 53.65. So Nikita and Derek really appear to be neck and neck here uh, for that seventh playoff spot. So really, it's just, like you said, playing spoiler and then uh, seeing where you fall in the bracket because um, the points four will break your tie. And do you think anyone's going to try and position themselves strategically to get a certain playoff match or not? Because I think I did that last year. Um, but do you think anyone else would pay such attention to such a thing? Um, I don't think so. I mean, if people do pay attention to that, they probably pay attention to the history and how it worked out for you. Um, and I so, was in the championship um, game, baby. I mean, come on. Yeah, but if you ain't first, you're last. So there's that. <laughs> I'm the first loser, um, baby. Uh, um, yeah, and, and I did look at that. And so they had the site that I went to, you could actually pick and choose winners for the remaining weeks and it, it'll change the outcomes, but it doesn't give you updated numbers on that. And so with this statistical model since it runs previous scores so it runs our like the average scores throughout the season Mm -hmm. um 
there are there's opportunities for people who have guys coming back from injury or guys who just explode from a waiver wire pickup um, to kind of shift this. So like if Willie loses out, um, that 70% becomes zero. Um, same with like, I think Garrett had a possibility of missing the playoffs, even though right now it says he's almost a lock. Um, so it's it this model isn't perfect, but the truthiness behind it makes it work. All right. And so, but to, so also this year we instituted the dumpster fire medallion. And so to be clear, the eighth and the ninth place finishing team, it'll be, impo- I'm pretty sure if I remember this correctly, it'll be impossible for those two teams to play in the dumpster fire game because there's just too many playoff teams. So you definitely want to finish in eighth and probably ninth too, because then you have no chance of getting into the dumpster fire game those at the bottom here want to be positioning yourself strategically because uh you don't want to end up in that final place that last place game and then lose it because then you'll have to wear the medallion for a year at all group events and that will be tragic for you yeah no it would just suck to be eighth and ninth and not have anything to play for in the coming weeks Josh, we're not going there, pal. I fucking despise your existence. Also, for those of you that don't make the playoffs, because it sounds like the playoffs are pretty locked with Nikita and Derek being the two kind of duking it out for the last spot, winning the consolation bracket does get you some extra ping pong balls in the draft next year. So that's another thing to play for, but we'll talk about that more once we get into the playoffs. All right, Josh. So do you think you're going to win this thing? Just early early call right now? Because if you were to win, you'd probably play... Brian or Nikita or the seventh seed or whoever. I guess I don't know how the bracket's exactly set. No, Brian would be on the opposite side. So you'd play like a Brad or a Jeremy in your first playoff game. You think you'd take him? Um, I honestly think that Brad was one of the teams that I lost to. So um, it, it all still got CMC just waiting in the shadows there. Right. No, and that's that's the scary thing is that a lot of these teams are pretty solid. Um, I do think that if my team shows up to play, I got lucky with some of my picks. Uh, Adams and Hill and Ridley have been kind of the main anchors, but then picking up Justin Herbert five weeks in has been nice. Um, so, so, but I do have some issues at running back position and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm hoping I win because that trophy looks really good in my house. Um, you just don't want it to leave. Yeah, no. And, and I figure if I, it's not whether or not I repeat if I win this here, guards. It's it's a matter of a three-peat or a four-peat. <laughs> it's a matter of, matter of how many times you repeat, huh? You sly dog. You son of a bitch. Um, I only said that really slow because I'm stalling. So I just want to pull up the standings to confirm which teams are going to be eliminated from the playoffs because it looks like for sure three of three of the people are out. And I'm going to say I'm not out because, like, Gerby. Hold on, Gerby. What, what are we? No, we are not eliminated. I am very calm, but you're and te- we are going to methodically well- come back and win this thing. Thank you, Gerby. That is correct. But there are currently three teams that are only three wins, and with only two weeks left, it definitely looks like five wins is not going to get you into the show. So uh, we're going to honor some of our fallen comrades here, Josh. All right, in last place. You suck. Oh, the cannon's real quiet because the music has to be a certain level. T, three and eight. Jamie, three and eight. Jesse, three and eight. You fought hard. Avoid the dumpster fire. Next one. 
No, 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 Josh. Do, you're going to make me play the sounder one more time. No, we are not eliminated. I am very calm. But you're and we are going to methodically well, come back and win this thing. Just wait, Josh. There's going to be a six and seven team because, I mean, Nikita's got six wins right now. Derek's got six wins right now. Hammer and uh, Eric only have five wins. Look at all those six team, six win teams. I'm coming back, Josh. I'm making that seven spot. Just you wait. I'm gonna surprise some people. Okay, okay. Well, let's fast forward to next Tuesday. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I forget if it's Garrett or Brian I play this week. But the problem is absolute. Yeah, Garrett's just gonna. The game of Jones is gonna be the game of Deadgar. I have a feeling, but I'm not calling myself eliminated yet, despite what your dumb Monte Carlo says. Ugh. All right, Josh, let's move into the Fave Five, huh? Yeah. All right, Fave Five. What was the Fave Five this week, Josh? Chips. Nope, that's that's the Fave Five next week, buddy. Son of a bitch. You see how it says topic teaser for next week? Chips? It's all highlighted. I you highlighted it to remind me. No. See how it says this week? Non-Homer NFL franchises? See how it's the are Doritos first... A home? See, are, are Doritos a franchise? See how it's the first line in the Fave 5 segment, Josh? The first line. It says this week next to it. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it's... it's, it's, it's it must just be the font size. <laughs> I hate everything about you. Luckily, Josh, you've got at least four minutes here because we've got a bunch of voicemails. So let's just get right into it. Jack, a model citizen. Again, this is the Fave 5 non-homer NFL franchises. Jack put his in last week right after the show and right after hearing what the Fave 5 was. So be a Jack. Get your Fave 5s in early so you don't miss your chance. What up, guys? Love the podcast. Great show last week. Keep doing what you're doing. For my fave five NFL franchises, I left out the Vikings and Patriots with them being homer picks. So number five, I started out with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, big fan of Kurt Warner growing up, and how can you not love Larry Fitzgerald? Dude doesn't miss games, doesn't drop any passes, and hometown kid. Number four, I went with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really, really cool jerseys, and they got a player named Miles Jack, so pretty sweet last name there. Number three, I went with a team that's probably higher on most people's lists. Bumped it down so I could have some unique picks myself. But the 49ers, historic franchise, uh, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Frank Gore started out there, like Kyle Shanahan. George Kittle is one of my favorite players. Number two, Detroit Lions. I like their colors. Uh, Stafford is another one of my players that is a go-to. And they've got two of the most electrifying guys at their positions in history with uh, Megatron and the GOAT, Barry Sanders. Finally, number one, I went with the Buccaneers. Obviously, a Tom Brady bias there. Uh, I also think the creamsicle jerseys are the best in history. And the Bucks have a pirate cannon when they score. That's true. Thank you, Jack. Shout out to the creamsicle. That was definitely a consideration when making my list. Josh, uh, the Honolulu Blue was also mentioned out of the Jack there. Um, and he also likes Miles Jack. Is there anything on Jack Vickers' list that surprised you or any, any thoughts about Jack's list? Because that's what we do here. Uh, no, I liked it. I mean, I'm looking at my list and there is um, no overlap, which is interesting. So, Oh, that. no, no, really, no overlap. That's a little bit of a spoiler, but I like that. That is interesting. Or uh, did I lie? Well, I am curious. So the Jaguars have been tra- changing their uniforms a lot recently. So I'm curious what specific iteration of Jag's uniform he liked the most. So Jack, maybe hit us with a YouTube comment or let us know next week. I'm curious if there's a specific year jersey because I think it was like 2016. Their jerseys were really fire and they had the, like that gold color rush one mm-hmm. and their helmets have been looking good. 
Ugh, okay, I'm going on too much about the Jags uniforms, but just saying. All right, we also got a voicemail from Brian. Here's Brian. Hello, this is Brian with your fave five for the week. Number five, Duluth Eskimos, Minnesota's first NFL team and also the first NFL team to ever have a logo. Number four, the Houston Oilers of the 1980s, Big Girl Campbell, Dan Pastorini. Uh, I always have liked a good running game, with the exception of my number three choice, the 1980s San Diego Superchargers, the Air Coriel Chargers. And also Dan Fouts reminds me a lot of the Hoodcast co-host. Number two, uh, 1986 Chicago Bears. Uh, again, I like watching good running backs. Walter Payton was awesome, as was the Chicago defense. And my number one of all time is the 1970s Miami Dolphins. Jim Kick, Mercury Morris, Larry Zonka. Great team. Was was 70 the team that went undefeated? I don't know off the top of my head, but I know it's like the, in that yeah, The one that he said, yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Brian, let it be known that Brian's fave five. So Brian went with the years. That's interesting, but that's a good way to put some scope on it, Brian. We appreciate your interpretation of the fave five. But Brian picked five teams from before both Josh and I were born. So that's interesting. I'd love to provide more insight. Um, Superchargers, great team. But uh, you picked a bunch of people that I've never heard of or never seen. I mean, obviously, there's the big ones like Sweetness or like Eric Campbell. But I mean, Brian. We might be a, a football podcast. We're not football historians. There is a difference, and it's a distinct difference. So let's not embarrass the host here, okay? Or maybe you could come in and have your own football history segment next year. There you go. That'd be great. Any any thoughts on Brian's list there, uh, Josh? Nope. All right. Go ahead and keep typing Doritos into your thing. Now, so here's we got the. So both these two I did not get a chance to preview. Do we want to play Al last or Levi last? Obviously, one of them knows way more about football than the other. But I Oh, definitely go with Al first. <laughs> okay, Carmel Bear will get the last guest shot. Oh, boy. All right, here's Al. He sent it in, I think, during the pod or right, right before we started. All right, boys, fave five NFL franchises, non-homer. Number five, I got a little bit of a backstory. So on the interwebs, I saw a lot of people getting free fan stuff just by writing into emails of uh teams so i would i did that for like as many emails as possible that i could find and only one team responded and sent me something and that was the raiders and plus they're in vegas now so uh that's pretty sick number four we got the steelers i always liked uh their receivers like plexico burris antonio holmes was my favorite mike wallace uh number three we got the new york football giants when they played the Patriots in Week 17, I called them winning the Super Bowl that year, and then they did. They beat the Patriots. Uh, number two, the Broncos. I started watching football in 97. They won the Super Bowl, so obviously they're, they're up there. And then number one, the Seahawks. I got family ties and watched them kick the Packers' ass. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks, Al. Uh, so Seahawks, we got there. That's obviously uh, – I'm. Sub- I guess if we had more – if we had more submissions this week, I would assume the Seahawks would have made more lists. But, Josh, I'm sure the fail Mary still stinks for you to this day. Um, but I want to shout out the Giants. The Giants didn't make my list, but the two-time Tom Brady Slayers, the Giants had to be on someone's list. And so I really appreciate the Giants at Al there, only for the fact that Eli Manning beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. Josh, how do you feel about Al's list? I like it. I could have guessed number one on it. 
Um, yeah, no, I like his list overall. Deep analysis. All right, let's. I don't even know if I want to play Caramel Bears because his was sent in late, and I don't. This guy doesn't even know anything about anything ever to know ever anything ever. So here we go. Hello, handsome boys and garlic. Uh, my fave five this week. What the fuck? My fave five non-homer teams who would be mean to me if I were a waitress at Denny's. Uh, <laughs> number five, we have the twenty. 12 Baltimore Ravens for uh, obvious choices. Ray Rice, if he's mean to his wife, I'm sure he's going to be mean to me too. Uh, at number four, <coughs> we have the t- 2010 Denver Broncos, purely because of uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, he won't leave a tip, but he will leave you a uh, Bible verse on there. At number three, we have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, purely because Ben Roethlisberger does not look like a pleasant man to be around. <laughs> at number two, we have the 2000 and nine uh st louis rams um purely because mark bulger is disgusting human being at number one we have the uh, cleveland browns the 2017 cleveland browns uh they lost uh every game um they're gonna be mad at me when i forget the ranch and they're just shitty (laughs) i I had a hard time focusing so i was doing a little too much toy story two wheezing but uh (laughs) Yeah, Josh, let's hear your thoughts first on uh, Carmel's list. You know, I think that uh, this one deserves a little bit longer of a breakdown because the franchises that he went with, <laughs> A, had years attached to it and reasons behind it. So he did, he put a lot of thought into it. I feel like he's been researching this since the moment we provided this example or provided this uh, topic. Um, so I do appreciate oh, the thought he put into it. Um he actually painted a well enough picture to where I felt like a waitress. And I can honestly say, I, I hate those teams. Those teams <laughs> right now are like the scum of the earth. Um, and so I appreciate it. Carmel, you've get, you get the most input on your picks from me because, um, I feel like you put the most effort into it. Oh man. Just to be the, uh, I think Ian's the black one or the dark one, whatever, just to be the end to the yang Carmel. Great list. Um, I'll be short, but, uh, big Ben, the, I used to call him the big, bad German rapist. Fuck a bad guy to be around. And, uh, back to the Baltimore pick Ray Lewis killed two guys and he was on that team. So probably won't treat you well as a waitress either, but, uh, Oh God, that was good. See the fave five, you can do your own, you can put your own little flavor on. And I think, if we were to do a fave five, fave five, that one would probably be my number one right now. That was pretty incredible. <coughs> oh, man. So step up your game, folks. There's only, uh, what is it, five weeks left because we're going to do this all the way through week 17, going into week 17. So Whew, step up your game. All right, Josh, now we got to do ours for some reason. Do you want the walk-off shot or nah? I think I had it last time, so you can have it this time. All right, pal, what's your number five then? Fave five non-homer NFL franchises. All right. Um, I was kidding with the chips, by the way. I knew that it was NFL franchises. So, Good. folks, I am not that stoop. The line, um, the line between bit and reality for you is a little too fucking scary sometimes, Josh. Okay, so let's well, forgive me for reacting no. the way I did. Yeah. Um, anyways, number five on my list. I had lied. I did have one of Jack's. I had the Detroit Lions. Honolulu um, Blue. Okay. Not and I mean it's not even that. It's I feel like they deserve to be someone's favorite, and so they're they're not necessarily my favorite. They're my fifth favorite, but uh, at least that's one person. Um, but like Jack said, Megatron, Barry Sanders, M- 
Matt Stafford made my top quarterback. So um, it, it's, it's kind of obvious there. Um, it is unfortunate that they've had just an absolute terrible time with coaching and um, just overall um, luck with refs. Cause they do get screwed a lot, but um, I'm really hoping Matt Patricia gets fired during his Thanksgiving sideline meal. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Nice, Josh. You really showed Matt Patricia was boss on that one. So, sorry, um, my, my I needed to wet my whistle. Uh, my number five, uh, you know, to, and to give a little background, I like. There's a lot of weeks where we have a lot of honorable mentions, and you know, it takes a while to hone down the list. This week, I definitely struggled to even to get to five, so mine probably a little less meaningful. But my number five, the Brownies. This is the team that gives me hope because the Vikings are not yet them. We can look around to the league and say, at least we're not the Browns. So that's why they had to make my fave five for now. As soon as the Vikings become worse than the Browns, then we're gonna have to reevaluate life. But for now, thank God we're not the Browns. Josh, who's your number five? And Kevin uh, Stefanski's f- pretty cool. Sorry. Number five is probably, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's on your list, um, an AFC team out in the West. Um, we've got the San Diego Chargers. Oh, going back in time a little bit, are we, pal? Well, I, I will include the, the Los Angeles Chargers, um, though the San Diego Chargers are what kind of brought me into their fandom. I mean, who doesn't love Antonio Gates? LaDainian Tomlinson is who everybody wanted to be playing football in the front yard um, of Jesse's house, throwing the football and apparently hitting the house too many times. Um, and then you got, um, yeah, I mean, you got the uniforms, the beautiful city. So, yeah, go for it. Hell yeah, brother. My number four, this one's another shallow pick, but I picked the Dolphins uh, for a similar reason to some other people. I think they have a great color scheme, honestly, and uh, that's about it. I mean, Jay Cut- Smoke and Jay playing for them for a year, that was pretty cool. Uh, they do have a good history, not that I really care about that much, to be honest. Tua looks good, but uh, great color scheme, color scheme, great uniforms out of Dolphins for years and years. So Dolphins, my number five. Josh? Uh, this one... So the these three, I'm I. People are just you're just a bandwagoner. No, I'm not. Random guy on the internet, Troy. Man. Um, um, but number three on my list is the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry, Titan. Um, but as you know, I played with them in Madden. I predicted that Super Bowl run that they made and won against the the Niners. I predicted that in the preseason. Um, Ray Rice is a piece of trash. Ray Lewis might have killed two people, um, but Ed Reed was the first jersey I got from the uh, Chinese manufacturer company. Um, so I, I love those. I love the defense that they've had, um, and then the the style of offense where it's run first is always fun to watch as well. Yeah, that's uh, good, those good points. Uh, my number three, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, our brothers in arms a team that just can't quite get it done despite being in the show four kind of four times sounds familiar it stinks um so they only a team like that can appreciate what we go through and so i had to have the bills on my list plus they're the team of the juice oj confirmed actually not confirmed killer he's innocent just as innocent as ray lewis i guess and then uh great colors and uniforms as well love love the bills uniforms that's my number three josh we got for your number t 
This one Titan might be happy with. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. So once again, um, and actually my wife probably likes that pick because if she had to do top five, five, it'd be all Steelers, I'm sure. Um, But uh, I I mean, I love defenses. Troy Polamalu um, was so much fun to watch. Uh, They got the bus. It gives gives kids that are a little bit heftier hope to be a running back. Um, And so it's just... Overall, they, they were a fun team to watch grow, um, growing up, um, and then even in the Super Bowl against the Packers, it was it was fun to watch. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown's a piece of trash. Le'Veon Bell was a greedy um, bottom feeder, but um, Big Ben is, from what I can tell, a very stand-up, classy guy with zero trouble in, in the law. Just kidding, he's a piece of garbage too. But Mike Tomlin is probably the only reason worth liking that team at this point. He is a stud. Mike Tomlin definitely reserve, uh, deserves the respect. My number two, my top twos aren't going to surprise anyone, but I, uh, like I said, I struggled to make this list at all, so I couldn't not do it. Number two, AFC West, the Ray does. This team's got grit. The owner has had the same bowl cut since Nam. This is the team of John Madden, one of the teams to beat the Vikes in the Super Bowl, so I can just respect them a little bit more. Great uniforms. The black and silver looks beautiful. And one last word, Josh. Two last words. John Gruden. Sure. Coming in at number one from me, uh, this is one that Garlic can attest and and back me up on, but I've loved the Chiefs since pre-Super Bowl. Um, always, I mean, who doesn't love Big Red? I mean, come on. Big Red over there on the sideline, fogging up his mask, thinking of cheeseburgers while there's a football game going on and he's supposed to be coaching. He is just a stud. Um, they got Patrick Mahomes, but I loved him when they had Alex Smith. I mean, they're running backs in the history. Sure, they had somebody named Dwayne Bow at wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey's a monster. Um, and so I just, I, I've loved that franchise. They might be the only AFC franchise that I would be okay with beating the Packers in a Super Bowl. And so to be clear, though, so you mentioned Big Red. Is that just you saying you love the Andy Reid iteration of the Chiefs? Because you say you've always loved the Chiefs, but I don't think you go back much past before Andy Reid. Just to clarify for myself. Well, the Andy, yeah, Big Red is what he he's kept me around. But um, gotta gotta love the history between uh, the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. Um, and so, but Andy Reid is a meme and meme in himself. So. Um, he's he's definitely earned a spot in my top fave five. I'm sure he does it on other social media platforms as well, but Andy Reid has a TikTok where he just goes around and highlights his favorite restaurants and meals there. And if it's not the greatest thing you've ever seen on social media, I don't that know what That might be what gets to me to download that TikTok. Just saying, pal. It's Andy Reid's pretty great. Uh, my well, number- did you- Good. Please I judge. was going to say that... Um, since they're doing cutouts, somebody on the Chiefs um, subreddit had suggested they do cutouts in the end zones, and every single one is Andy Reid holding a different food item. <laughs> that, I'd have to get two stadiums, I think. <laughs> oh, Hell that, yeah, him and Calvin Benjamin. That'd be great, dude. Eddie Lacy there as well. Uh, 
My number one, no surprise to anyone who knows me at all, I'm going with the Chargers, not specifically San Diego or L.A., just the Chargers. All I would need to say is them baby blues, okay? That's all I would need to say. But on top of that, this team used to be in San Diego, a great city, a city I really want to visit someday. The only city, I think, if I were to ever leave the state of Minnesota, the only city I would move to permanently, San Diego has talked about that highly by anyone I've known who's ever gone there. Um, the home of Rivers for so long. I also love Anthony Lynn and Herbert, too, so the future looks bright. Just need to get Spanos out of there, and it would be the perfect franchise. My number one, the Chargers Bolt Nation, baby. Let's get it. Day five next week, Josh. You already mentioned it, but what is it for the folks? Uh, Chips characters. Chips characters, like from the TV show Chips or the movie Chips? Yeah. No, it's it's. I believe it's potato chips. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Does it, I mean, but, but would a tortilla chip not count? I think it's just... Yeah, just, they would. Yeah, no, I guess they would. Just chips, but, pal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to include dips? Like, what if somebody says that they like chips and a specific dip? What if... Should we pretend we're in a dipless world when we're making this list? Yeah. That's that's a good point to make, Josh. Giving having the dips there brings us a whole other fave five list. That's more content for another show. This is a dip list chip. This is chips straight up. Thank you for making that clarification for us, Josh. This is right. a no dip chip. This is a dry chip. Okay. I mean fave caramel, five. caramel bear. Caramel bear and his big old bushy mustache knows what I'm talking about. You're not gonna sit there with a tortilla chip and not dip it in some guac or salsa. Ooh, the scoops? I mean, come on. But yeah. I mean, if you like to eat scoops just as scoops, that's fine. But no dip chips, no salsa, no cheese, no no guac, no nothing. This is a dry chip. Fave five, dry cheap, straight up cheap. Uh, yeah. Don't forget, folks, call in and leave us a station identification to earn one free entry into the raffle at the end of the year, plus one every week that you call in and contribute to the show. Thank you. You've been great. We've been better. <laughs> we have been pretty great, Josh. Um, so I have a quite, very important question for you. Do I? So right now, because I'm going, I'm pretty, I'm going back to the hood. I think either tomorrow night or Thursday morning. But do I eat salad for dinner tonight or pizza for dinner tonight? And then the other is my lunch tomorrow. Caesar salad and pepperoni pizza, if it matters. How would you reheat the pizza? Uh, I, tomorrow. I would probably do it in the oven because I'm working from home. Oh, I suppose it's Wednesday, not Saturday. Um, you know, I, I would have the salad tonight because, I mean, if if you wait, salad's one of those things like a banana. If you if you leave it out just a second too long before eating it, it's gonna get stale and soggy and nasty. So get get that out of here. Um, eat that up and then make the pizza two hours from now when you're hungry again. You know, I might have to do that as well. Uh, but thank you for the advice, Josh. This is our beautiful outro, and I gotta re-type down the time. Um, but yeah, six like, eleven. Thank you. Like Josh was saying, uh, you know, leave us voicemails and stuff. There's only been like I think five people who have le- left us a station identification um, voicemail so far, and they're real simple. You just gotta do something just like this. What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. It's that simple, and that gets you a little bonus entry into the raffle. It's literally 10 seconds out of your day. So um, don't forget to do that. 
Um, Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Be a friend, tell a friend, let's get us to 100 YouTube subs. Pretty please, COVID's real, please don't spread it. I know we all want to be around our loved ones for Thanksgiving, but please do so safely. And if you got to make a sacrifice, now's the time, otherwise you might be missing a lot more than just Thanksgiving. So, Josh, with that, do you have any other wise words for the folks on their Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, Don't shower with toasters. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, how long are you going to be in the hood for, Gar? Uh, well, so, I guess I don't know if I say this on the air, but your wife had asked me before the government put his orders, you guys were thinking about um, having people over, so it kind of depended on that, to be honest. But otherwise, it was just going to be Wednesday night or Thursday morning into Friday, um, either morning or night, unless I left Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I, we, we discussed it before the orders came out, and we haven't necessarily revisited the topic, but we've had to think about our own schedules as well. Um, and so that might be a an announcement that comes out at a later date, um, a.k.a. before tomorrow afternoon, um, because that's probably when people would want to know. Um, but it's unlikely to happen just because, as you said, stay safe. It takes all of us, Josh. It takes all of us, okay? Yep, yep. And, and you know, I just... I, I saw her licking the floor at Target the other day, and that's just where germs are. And Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll talk more about it. And um, But, yeah, I know that both of us are desperate for some human interaction because talking to the dogs only gets us so far. <laughs> um, I bet. And uh, but, but we also understand that this is a pandemic. People have died. Um and yeah all right well you'll have to let me know um as you said you will so i appreciate that otherwise yeah it'll be just a quick trip in and out because i always spend thanksgiving weekend with my mom's side of the family again uh those people uh, are a little more trumpian a little more covid's a, a hoax so they're all still getting together and i'll probably be excommunicated from the family if i don't le- at least make an appearance and i think that's going to be back up here in dl we used to do it down in alexandria but i think this year it'll be up here in dl so i'll have to come back at, at the latest saturday morning to be around my family for a bit so so uh, we'll work something out if it uh, if time if uh, time allows. Otherwise, uh, I'm sure I'll see you next time. Christmas and New Year's are around the corner as well. Yeah. All right, Josh. Say bye. I don't want. Bye, folks. Go Packers.